Good morning. You know, I appreciate so much praises and worship leaders who hear from God. John has talked about Lisa, and he said, well, here's the message, and I didn't, Lisa didn't know it. Well, I've got a message to you about being a slave to something other than God. Even as believers, sometimes, uh, even though we've been redeemed, we still are a slave to the one that steals, kills, and destroyed, destroys. Praise the God. Praise God. Well, most of the scriptures will be going up here, but as always happens when I have a message that uh, before it's time for me to come up and speak, God's given me some other things to say. So some of this won't be won't be uh, put up there. I remembered sitting here. Uh, the church that I was raised in was the mega church of the fir- of Wink, Texas, the First Baptist Church, and uh, they have a program for for young guys called. Royal Ambassadors, RAs. And so the scripture that they have, and I've remembered this all over the years, is 2 Corinthians 5.20 that tells us we are ambassadors for Christ. And if you think about that a minute, what does that mean? You know, our, our government have ambassadors in foreign countries and so does God. We're his ambassadors in this foreign country because this is not our home. And so as an ambassador, then I represent God in this land that we, uh, that isn't our home. So as we get into this, in Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, which I don't, it's not going to be up on the deal. Is uh, let me get over here. Okay, it says these all died in faith, not having received the promise. Talking about those who looked ahead from the Old Testament to Jesus, but having seen them afar off, we we're assured of them, embrace them. And confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. That's us. We're strangers and pilgrims. You know, I'm glad I live in Texas, but this isn't my home. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they are called to mind that country from which they had come out... They would have had opportunity to return. Isn't that the truth? How many of us have had opportunities to return? But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Okay, if you will turn to uh, 
Romans 8, 1. I think we have that on the screen. You know, we all should study uh, Romans 8 at least once a week. It's got so much in it. Okay, Romans 8, 1. And so I've got some, I've got some scriptures that I will go to out of Romans 8, but I want y'all to get the kind of the direction of where they're, where this is going. Uh, Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And I've got a, I've got a story here to tell you that shouldn't surprise you about walking in the flesh. Uh, Josie and I were going through a pretty tough time one time and uh, somebody that we both loved dearly was in a hard place, I would say, or even worse than that. But anyway, anyway, Josie and I went for a walk. That's what I do whenever I get angry and I was mad. You know, the Bible says angry but sin not, but a lot of times we forget about that last part. <laughs> and that's what gets us in trouble. And so, I was going for a walk, and uh, I, uh, I said, well, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix this. And God said, if you do that, it'll be the worst thing that you've ever done in your life. Amen? Because I had stepped outside of God and became a slave again to the thing that the, that Satan wanted me to do. And so I didn't do that. And I said, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, God, that I wasn't trusting you through this. When I first heard it, my thought was what I was going to do, not what God was going to do. And then God's faithfulness. There's a song that I love, I love, I love, called Anchor Holes. And so a week later was at church, and this, and this is God's provision. This is these guys that listened to God, and so they played. He, he sang Anchor Holes. And God said, see, the Anchor Holes, he's never told us that we're not going to go through the storms of life. He's by, he did say, I'll be there. And the, and the song talks about a battered ship, the sails are torn. And sometimes that happens in our life. And what we have got to be careful not to do is step back into being a slave for the devil that steals, kills, and destroys. Okay? So, we do not walk according to the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free. I've been set free. 
that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You know, that's where God wants us. You know, and I'm not there, but that's where I want to be. And I think that's where we need to be. This is the place that I want to be. Holy Spirit, this is the place that I want to be. Show me what I need to do. Teach me how to move into that position. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Thank you, God. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit dwells in you, now any anyone does not who does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not. Okay. So you get different translations of this. And basically, what we're going to be talking about today is, you are not your own. You look at the things that you want, you've got to hear what God is telling you. You've got to hear what God is telling you, even when you go through the, especially when you go through the hard times. You've got to hear what God is telling you. It's so important for us because in the scripture, God says, my sheep hear my voice. So it's available. We just got to submit ourselves to, I want God's will in my life and not my will. The scriptures tells us spirit of God dwells in you even the spirit of God dwells in you. If you are a believer, you belong to God. If you're born again, whoever doesn't have the spirit of God doesn't belong to God. You know, everybody's not God's children. No, God loves everybody, but not everybody is God's children. You know, there's something that happens, should happen to you whenever you come to Christ. Your desires should be different than the desires of the world. A lot of times, I think in these days, you see people come to Jesus because they want fire insurance. But their life doesn't change. And so they face all this stuff because they're in the flesh. They face all of this stuff and they come to a place where, well, why do I want Jesus? Because nothing's changed, yeah? Nothing has changed in you except you came to Jesus. We called it in, in whenever I was a kid is giving your life to Jesus. Giving your life to Jesus. You can't own your life and walk a Christian walk like you ought to. Whoever doesn't have the spirit of God doesn't belong to God. So our owner is Jesus. He paid the price. Our elder brother. 
So, belonging to Jesus. When you hear that term, what do you think of? What do you think that means? How would I describe that to an unbeliever if I was witnessing to some to an unbeliever? How would I explain that to him? Someone who hasn't received Jesus as Lord of their life. Okay, we're going to look at some more scriptures. And they're going to uh, reveal to us some of the things that it means to uh, belong to Jesus. So 1 Corinthians 6. See, I have to be reminded of this because I can get off somewhere where I look back and, and I see that I have moved away some from this. I just ask Holy Spirit just to bring me back to to where I was and let me continue on this on this journey for God. But first Corinthians six twelve says, I have the right to do anything. God never removed our rights. We have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. God-given freedom. God-given freedom. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You save food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead, and he will raise you also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? That's the things of the world. Never. Do you not... Know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body. Soul ties. Or soul tied to the things of the world. The two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person might commit are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. We are not our own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And so that's one of the benefits to not being our own. We can honor God. It's a way that we can honor God. Because we are not our own, we are able to honor or glorify God. If we, uh, if we can uh, allow the Holy Spirit to bring that into us in a way that we understand what a benefit that is. That 
We are not our own. So 1 Corinthians 7.20 says, Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be free, rather use it. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedom. Likewise, who is called while free is Christ's slave. You were bought with a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in that state in which he was called. Christ's slave. Hallelujah. Christ's slave. If I was really had the mentality of being Christ's slave, I would live more like it. The one who bought me with a price. Who redeemed me. Who redeemed you. You know, I never have borrowed money in a, in a uh, pawn shop. Because that's kind of where we were, I think, was in a pawn shop when we were unbelievers. And for that to come back, I have got to go redeem it. And we have a redeemer. He redeemed us. He bought us back with a price. Can you imagine? I'll always remember... When John mentioned this a few weeks ago, that when God's plan was revealed and the angel said, oh, no, not Jesus. Not Jesus. Is there someone else that can go? And God said, no one else can redeem him. No one else. No one else. And, you know, we know ourselves more than we know anybody else. And I can tell you, I wasn't worthy, but God saw me as worthy. Our Redeemer. Don't ever consider yourselves a slave to men, even if you lived in slavery. Don't ever consider yourselves a slave to man. You are not. You've been redeemed. You are a slave to Jesus. And he's an easy taskmaster. Because he's done everything for us. Only thing you got to do is believe and trust. Galatians 5, 23 through 26 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And so all those, all those belong to Jesus have crucified, crucified the flesh. When he died, when Jesus died, crucified in the flesh, by union with him, we have joined him. By faith, you see the 
passions and desires of this world, as, as it talks about in verse 20, uh, 25, you, by faith, these passions lost their dominating, ruling, destroying powers in this life. If we only knew what we had. If we only knew what we have and what Jesus has done for us. You know, you look in, in the church, you know, you expect it in, in the world because they don't know Jesus. But you see, even in the church, we have seen so many times where people have been ruled by the passions and desires of this world. But if we knew that we wasn't our own, but if we could remember that we're not our own, that we've been redeemed, bought with a price. We have been redeemed. We belong to something a lot different than that. We belong to Jesus. Great privilege of belonging to Jesus where we are no longer doomed Listen, we are no longer doomed to be controlled by our passions and our desires. So we don't have to have that. I tell you what, the story I told, I was being ruled by a passion. A passion, I was angry. I was angry at somebody that I felt like had harmed somebody that I love. And I was, I was being ruled by passion and desire. I had a desire for what I wanted to do. But then God came to me and said, if you do that, you're going to be bad, buddy. <laughs> I said, God, I repent. <laughs> and you know what? It worked out. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Galatians three twenty six through 29 says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. All sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you're Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Putting on Jesus. The Holy Spirit reminds us to put on Jesus. Everything that we do, put on Jesus. Put on Jesus. You know, we've all, I can look out, and most of us have all walked with the Lord for a very long time. Sometimes this is, this is a pretty, Simple message that is hard to do. And sometimes, you've walked with him for a long time, you move a little bit further and further away. You begin to edge away from, from what the scripture says. And so, when you do, you figure, Holy Spirit reveals where you are and you ask God to bring you back to that place. Before you left, that should be the desire of our heart. You know, we can't get there. 
We can't get there. We can't get there to the place where I'm not my own. I'm too important to me. And so it's hard to get to that place where I'm not my own. But we have Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, it's better for you that I go because I will send you Holy Spirit and he will lead you into all truth. He's our teacher. He is our teacher. You know, he provided everything for us to get to the place where we need to be. All that we've got to do is die to herself. Because I'm not my own. Abraham's seed. I can look around at you guys and say, probably none of you were born a Jew. Right? Was anybody born a Jew? But you know what? You're grafted in. We are Jesus. We are Christ. And Christ means what? The Messiah. Jesus is the seed of Abraham. And we are a seed of Abraham because we belong to Jesus. And because he's an heir, we're an heir of everything, all the blessings that came to Abraham. According to the promise, all things are mine. One of the promises is I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I mean, you're either going in or you're going out. So his blessing is with you all the time. Everything, everywhere your feet shall touch, God will bless. Amen. We all got the internet, look up blessings of Abraham, and they'll take you to the scriptures like in Genesis 12 and I think some in Deuteronomy. Oh, well, you need to know that you're a seed of Abraham and you have those blessings. Okay, 1 Corinthians three eighteen through 23 says, Let no one deceive himself. I've done that. <laughs> we, deceive, we deceive ourselves. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in his own craftiness. Job 5.13. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, but they are futile. Psalm ninety four eleven. Therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. Everyone. God is not a respecter of persons. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death, or present, or things present, or things to come, all are yours. Christ and Christ, 
or yours than you are. Christ in Christ is God's. All is yours. Even death. Even death. What does that mean? It says all is yours. Even death. You know, so most people have a fear of death. There's no fear. There is no fear in God. So we even rule over that fear in death. Bible says to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. What a glorious day. And as I was getting this together, I was about got to thinking. I've got a lot of people in heaven now. When you get old, the number just kind of keeps growing. And there's some that I hope is in heaven. You know, but I was thinking what a blessing God God gives to us in in the knowing that that death has no power over us. And he reminded me, I had a friend that died about five or six months ago. And we worked together, and he's a real friend. Man, he was a real friend. And so we kind of lost touch and then kind of got in touch with each other again. And this guy, whenever I came to the Lord, I don't think he knew the Lord. And I had a lot of people that, a lot of friends that I lost when I came to the Lord. But not Jerry. Not Jerry. He was like, nothing changed. I talked to him a little bit about the Lord and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when he got sick, he, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And there was a guy that uh, was raised in Andrews with him. And he went by his house and led him to the Lord. And so I went to see him and prayed with him. And I didn't I didn't feel like I was supposed to lead him to the Lord. I didn't know why until the funeral. And the guy who did the funeral was the guy who led him to the Lord. Such a good friend. I prayed for him, and he hugged me, and he said, Greg, I love you. I love you too, Jerry. He died about three days later. And uh, he was one of those in the parable who came at 6 (laughs) o'clock. He ain't worrying about this. He's in heaven, you know. (laughs) He's one of those guys who came at 6 o'clock and he got the same payday as the guy who had worked. Oh, isn't God good? Isn't God good? (laughs) But death will serve you. That's what the Bible says. Now, I don't know what it means. Need that Holy Spirit. What all does that mean? All is yours, even death. Death will serve you because you belong to Jesus as he is our father. All things belong to you. All things. I mean, there's nothing on the other side of all. It's empty. You know, so all things belong to you. So 1 Corinthians 15, 20. 
get back to all of yours for just a minute. That's your authority. That's your ownership. You own that because Jesus gave it to you. But 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Praise the Lord. But each one is in his own order. Christ the first fruit, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. That's us. Those who belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus, not myself. Praise God. Just bring me to that place, Lord, where where I can grab a hold of that and understand that I'm not my own. I belong to you. You paid the price for me. Praise the Lord. We will be raised because we are redeemed. We're bought back, bought with a price. Praise God. Okay, in these uh, scriptures we've gone over, I'm going to pull out six benefits for belonging to Christ. One of the benefits we have is we, if we don't belong to ourselves, but belong to Jesus, we can show the glory of God. The gloriness of God. Praise God. Benefit, second benefit are we aren't slaves to anyone or to anything. We hear so much in this world that almost where almost everything has become an addiction because the devil wants you to think that. There's no hope for you in this because you know what it is? It's an addiction. There's no addictions in Jesus, only to him, only to him. We aren't slaves to anyone or anything because we've been bought. We've been set free. I'm walking that freedom. I've been set free. I've got to want it. I've got to want it. I've got to want to be set free. And sometimes we have got to walk through some stuff like I was talking to before. Sometimes we get in a storm and God has to lead us through it. One of, you know, whenever I came back to Jesus, I, I was a heavy drinker. God immediately took that from me. Never had a desire again for that. But I had to walk through a few years to get the victory in nicotine. Because I had to come to the place, I can tell you when I got the victory, I came to the place and I said, God, I've tried and tried and tried. I can't do it. He said, that's what I wanted to hear. You can't do it. And so he led me to the victory in that because it was his victory. And I couldn't do it because I don't own myself no more. I belong to Jesus. We are dead to ruling and damning passions. 
We are dead to that. Jesus took that. We are dead to those desires. We are heirs of Abraham in all of his promises. All these things are ours in Christ Jesus. Number six, our life is eternal. All this because we belong to Jesus. Because we have the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We will be raised. We belong to Jesus. Bought by his blood, redeemed. We're not our own. So praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But just think about that. Think about, you know, I'm not my own. Sometimes, you know, we have desires in our life. But they're not deadly desires. We should not have the deadly desires, the deadly passion. We should be passion, have passion for Christ. You know, and for the things of the God and of God, and we should have desires, and those desires ought to be desires that God has placed in us. And so, praise the Lord, Father. I thank you for this word. I know it was for me, and for for my brothers and sisters. But first, it was for me, Lord God and Father. I thank you for that. I thank you that. Uh, your word doesn't return void, Lord God. Remind us as we, as we walk in the things that we'll walk in that, that we don't own ourselves. And I just thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If somebody needs prayer, then just hang around.